Welcome to another episode of Mike's Money Picks. Today on the podcast, we are here to break down week one of the 2023 NFL season. Football is back and I could not be happier about it. And we are here on this episode with an all-encompassing episode for week one. I'm talking season-long fantasy. I'm talking player props. I'm talking DFS. Anything that you might want for week one NFL action, we're going to be talking it here on this show with a show that we call Buy or Sell. So here at Mike's Money Picks, everything's money themed, right? So you got to go with Buy or Sell. So basically, I'm going to be buying players and selling players here on this show. If I am buying somebody, that basically means that I think they are going to exceed expectations for week one. I am willing to play them in DFS. I'm willing to start them in season-long fantasy, and I'm willing to take the overs on their player props. If I'm selling them, that is the absolute opposite. I'm not you know, taking the overs. I'm taking the unders. Uh, I'm av- trying to avoid starting them in season-long fantasy if at all possible, and I'm not playing them in DFS. Now, the reason why we kind of do this all-in-one, and I don't want to call it a start-sit show, show because I don't know who's on your fantasy team. So I'm not going to tell you who to start and who to sit because I don't know who you're going to be starting or sitting in that guy's place. So basically, by doing everything here on this show, we get to talk season-long DFS and player props all in one spot, get to do it nice and efficient, give you guys the breakdown you need so that way you can win whatever it is that you are playing this week here for NFL week one. And we're going to do it position by position. So without further ado, let's go ahead and start the buy or sell episode with the quarterback position. But first, let's get a quick word from our friends at Spotify. Now, before we get started with the analysis today, I do want to point out we are going to be using DraftKings' scoring format. So whenever you hear me mention fantasy points or you know an average of fantasy points, just know that I'm using DraftKings scoring, which is full point PPR with uh, bonuses for 100-yard receivers and rushers and 300-yard passers. But you know, essentially PPR scoring, you know, like most of you guys are probably playing in season-long fantasy. Like if you're playing player props, that's probably what you're seeing. So let's go ahead and start at the quarterback position now. Also. Important to know, on buy or sell, I try to avoid the obvious. Like, of course I like Patrick Mahomes for Thursday Night Football against Detroit. It's Patrick Mahomes against Detroit at home. Of course I like Justin Jefferson on Sunday against the Buccaneers. He's the best receiver in football. So I try to find some guys that aren't necessarily the most obvious plays on here. So one that I do like this week, and one that I think I do have um, exceptional expectations for, is Justin Fields. So Justin Fields was a very solid quarterback for the Chicago Bears last season from a fantasy perspective. Bears fans might have something different to tell you about his real quarterback abilities, but from a fantasy perspective, he was really good. Basically, after the Bears played the Commanders in Week 6, they really retooled this offense to use Justin Fields as a runner more to take advantage of his best skill set, and it really resulted in good fantasy performance for him. I think that this is going to give Justin Fields an advantage this week here against the Green Bay Packers. I think that they've now had a full offseason to kind of take a look at what worked and didn't work from 2022 to kind of continue to refine this system around Justin Fields' unique skill set with his running ability, and I think the Chicago offense is going to be bringing some new things to the table this week against the Packers. Now, what is good news also is that last year against the Packers, the second time he played them, Justin Fields did have 21.2 fantasy points against him, um, and he did not throw for a touchdown in that game. So I think that you definitely have a lot of upside this week here with Justin Fields, not only because of the matchup, but because I have high hopes for this Bears offense after an offseason to kind of figure things out. The next quarterback that is on the buy list is going to be Justin Herbert of the Los Angeles Chargers. If you've listened to any of my preseason talk, you know how much I love Herbert going into this season. He's got new offensive coordinator 
and Kellen Moore, which I think is going to be big. Cowboys fans always complain that Kellen Moore wanted to throw the ball too much, and if you're drafting a quarterback in fantasy football, you'll want him to throw the ball too much. So I just think it's a good match made in heaven. I think the fact that he's getting this new offensive coordinator is going to allow him to push the ball down the field more, which is something that is a thing he happens to be really good at, and Joe Lombardi didn't really kind of let him loose. Um, and he's also got his receiving core fully healthy now at the start of the 2023 season. Last year, you had Keenan Allen and Mike Williams coming in and out of the lineup quite frequently. Well, they're all back now, and I, I, there's just no more, there's no excuses for Justin Herbert. Like, I just absolutely see him having a great season, and I really like him this week against a Miami secondary that's already banged up with Jalen Ramsey being injured. And Justin Herbert, last year when he played the Miami Dolphins, had 22.48 fantasy points, threw for 367 yards, only one touchdown, which, you know, that total easily could have been more. So I really like Justin Herbert because of the situation he's in, but also the matchup as well. If you are playing DFS, I, I think you can stack Justin Herbert with just about any pass catcher that has an LAC next to their name. Like, honestly, I, I don't mind playing Keenan Allen, who torched the Dolphins last year. Mike Williams is always good for a big game. Quentin Johnston has got some upside as a rookie, and Josh Palmer's probably going to be playing some snaps as well. And then Gerald Everett at tight end, I don't mind. And Herbert's also a guy that I wouldn't mind stacking with Austin Eckler if you're playing DFS, just because Eckler does accumulate so much of his points in the receiving game. But Justin Herbert, probably going to be a guy that um, not only have I drafted him a lot in season-long fantasy leagues, I'm locking him into those lineups, but I'm probably going to be playing a lot of Justin Herbert in DFS this week as well. The next quarterback that is on the buy list is going to be Russell Wilson of the Denver Broncos. And a big reason why is because I think the Broncos are finally going to let Russ cook. Last year, Russell Wilson really ended the season strong. His last three or his last four games, excuse me, he had tw over 24 fantasy points in three of those four games. And that's just really good positive vibes heading into this season. Those four games were after Nathaniel Hackett was fired as the head coach of the Denver Broncos. So I really think that, you know, with Wilson, you know, kind of having Nathaniel Hackett off of him, getting Sean Payton this year, I think that this is going to be really good for the Broncos offense. I think it's going to be really good for Russell Wilson as a fantasy player. And I also really like the matchup against Las Vegas because last year against Vegas, Russell Wilson had his best performance of the season. In week four, he put up 27.48 fantasy points against the Las Vegas Raiders. And I just really think that this is going to be a good spot for Russell Wilson. I think you can play him in DFS. I think if you're in a pinch in season long, fantasy. I think you can use him as your starter. And I think this is going to be the start of a bounce back year for Russell Wilson. I got to do it one time for you. Broncos country, let's ride. And I'm riding with Russell Wilson this week here against the Las Vegas Raiders. Now, if you are desperate at the quarterback position and you need kind of other guys, these are the guys that kind of don't make my full buy list, but I don't mind playing in DFS and I don't mind starting in season-long fantasy if you are in a pinch. So Anthony Richardson is the first guy that makes this list. Look, we don't know what Anthony Richardson is going to be as an NFL quarterback yet. What we do know is that he is mobile, he has a cannon of an arm, and he has an offensive coordinator that made Jalen Hurts a top 10 quarterback in his first year as a starter. Those are three pretty good traits. And he's going up a defense in Jacksonville that wasn't exactly great against quarterbacks last season. So I'll kind of invest in the unknown in Anthony Richardson, and I'm willing to roll the dice on him here this week in week one. Derek Carr is another guy that I like this week. The Tennessee Titans were particularly vulnerable to deep passes last season, and that's something that Derek Carr particularly excels at. He had a lot of deep attempts last year in Las Vegas, and the Saints offense is structured in the same way that the Vegas offense was. Carr is going to be able to throw it deep, and I expect him to have success. 
success against this Tennessee secondary. The last guy that I like, and look, if you're playing season long, I do not recommend this guy in season long because surely you have better options. But I'm willing to take a shot in DFS and in the player props market at Baker Mayfield for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. I just think this guy's going to have a ton of passing volume. You know, the, the Bucs are probably going to be trailing most of this game, you know, so they're going to have plenty of opportunity to throw. He's got a good core of receivers to throw to with Godwin and Evans. And the Vikings were not good in the secondary last year, and they didn't seem to make any effort to get better in the offseason in the secondary. So I'm totally willing to roll the dice on Baker Mayfield in formats like DFS and player props this week, where he kind of gets a price adjustment because the expectations on him are very low. Now, let's go ahead and talk about the quarterbacks that I'm selling for week one of the 2023 season. The first one is Josh Allen. Now, keep in mind, this is not a start-sit piece. This is not a, I'm playing Baker Mayfield over Josh Allen in season-long fantasy piece. No, no, no. This is more so a exceeds expectations or fails to meet expectations episode. And I don't think that Josh Allen is going to be able to meet expectations this week here against the Jets. Last year, two games against the Jets as a divisional opponent, and he averaged 23.7 points against them last season, which doesn't sound too bad until you realize his season average was 26.6 fantasy points on DraftKings. That's a full three points below his season average. So I just don't really want to roll the dice against a guy who, you know, he didn't play up to his standard last year against the Jets. And so I don't think you can really go back to him this week in formats like DFS where you have other options just because I don't think he's going to be able to pay off his, you know, incredible expectations because he is one of the best quarterbacks in football. If you were to rank all of Josh Allen's performances last year, his two performances against the Jets were his third and seventh worst performances last year. So I just think there's a lot better times and occasions to play Josh Allen. In season-long fantasy, obviously you're starting him, but I'm willing to dabble in the unders in the player props market and I'm willing to you know, kind of take a break on Josh Allen in DFS for this week. Second on the sell list is going to be Jared Goff, who is a guy that I like, you know, long-term. I like him in season-long leagues, and I think he's got sneaky upside in season-long fantasy leagues, but I just don't really like where he's at for this week. You know, he's heading into Kansas City, heading into Arrowhead Stadium, you know, an outdoor stadium, and Jared Goff just was not good on the road or outdoors last season. He only had one road game where he was over 15 fantasy points, and that was at the Carolina Panthers in week 16, where they got down early and he just had to absolutely sling it the rest of the way. That was his only one that was over 15 fantasy points. He was pretty much garbage on the road outside of that game. In fact, he averaged only 12.9 fantasy points in road games last season. Compared to his season average of 18.3, that is substantially lower. And even if you were to narrow those down to outdoor games last year, that total is slightly worse. It dips to about 12 fancy points per game in only outdoor games. I think the matchup against Kansas City is a good one. I like Goff's projections season long, but I will not be on Mr. Goff this week as he heads outdoors to play the Chiefs on Thursday night football. All right, that does it for the quarterback buy or sell list. If you like what you're seeing so far on YouTube, please hit the like button. It helps me out a lot and shows me a lot of support. And subscribe to the channel. You hit that subscribe button, you'll be notified when all of our weekly episodes drop. We're going to be doing weekly content for NFL, college football, and golf all season long. So if you're subscribed, you will be notified when new episodes drop. It is absolutely free to subscribe, and it really does help me out a lot. I really do appreciate it. Go ahead and hit that button. Now, let's go ahead and switch gears just a little bit and talk about the running back position. So at the running back position, 
The first guy that I am buying this week is going to be Josh Jacobs of the Las Vegas Raiders. So Josh Jacobs had pretty much one of the best workloads in all fantasy football last year. He averaged 20 carries per game, which is kind of just insane to look back at. And he has no real competition for touches. The Raiders did not bring in anybody that's going to affect Jacobs' total workload. And last year against Denver, Jacobs absolutely tore it up. We generally think of the Broncos as a good defense, but not against Josh Jacobs last year. He had 37 points. and 22 fantasy points in those two games against the Denver Broncos. Good for an average of 29.8 fantasy points. For whatever reason, he has the Broncos number. Trot out Josh Jacobs with confidence in week one. Next on the buy list is going to be Cam Akers of Los Angeles Rams. So Akers really finished the season strong for the Rams last year after, you know, kind of those early season struggles where he was in the coach's doghouse and just, you know, wasn't really getting used a whole lot. He really did close the season out well. With five of his last six games, he had over 70% snap share and he ran at least eight routes in every game of those last six. So, you know, you're looking at a situation where he was a workhorse back over the last six games and his fantasy production showed he was in double digits in each of those last six games. He actually ended the season last year against these same Seattle Seahawks with 18.8 fantasy points, and he did not score a touchdown in that game. So I think Cam Akers has a lot of upside. I think the way to attack this Seattle defense is by running the football. I think they've done a really good job, you know, creating a good secondary in Seattle, but that run defense is still pretty suspect. So I definitely think Cam Akers could be in line for a big game in week one if he continues to be the workhorse back that we saw at the tail end of last season. Next up is going to be Miles Sanders of the Carolina Panthers, who is taking on the Atlanta Falcons. So from a pure scheme standpoint, Miles Sanders in Philly was a great zone runner on inside and outside zone run plays. Now, Philly also has a really good offensive line. There's also Jalen Hurts to defend, you know, in the read option and the RPO game. But Miles Sanders is just flat out good at running inside and outside zone. And the Atlanta Falcons are flat out bad at defending inside and outside zone. They were they allowed the second highest success rate against zone runs in the 2022 season. That's pretty darn bad. Last year, the Carolina Panthers, with another zone-heavy running scheme, absolutely tore up the Atlanta Falcons on the ground. Deontay Foreman totaled 248 yards, four touchdowns, and 56.8 fantasy points in two games against the Falcons last season. So Deontay Foreman averaged 28.4 fantasy points against the Falcons, without catching a pass against them. That is, um, that's pretty insane. So if Miles Sanders can just show up and be Deontay Foreman in this game, then Miles Sanders is in line for a huge day against this Falcons run defense. Raheem Mostert is going to be the next guy that is on the buy list for week one. So Raheem Mostert is an interesting one because The Dolphins' backfield throughout most of the summer has been an absolute mystery with how it's going to shake out between Mostert, Jeff Wilson Jr., and Devin A-Chain. Well, looking at week one, Jeff Wilson's out. Devin A-Chain is very questionable, and they've pretty much already said they're going to ease him into the action. Well, that leaves Raheem Mostert. And so if Mostert is the only guy left, and he's going up against one of the worst run defenses in the league last year in the Los Angeles Chargers, I think this is an absolute smash spot for Raheem Mostert. Last season... In his Miami Dolphins uniform for the first year, Raheem Mostert 
when he got 15 carries in a game, averaged 18.2 fantasy points. So when he's been the workhorse back, he's been really good, and it looks like he's going to have a chance to be the workhorse back against a bad run defense in the Chargers. Now, if you are desperate in season-long fantasy leagues, I think that you can turn to Samaj P. Ryan. Sean Payton is pretty much a guy who, when he runs his offense, he uses two running backs quite a bit. And, you know, Javante Williams being the primary back, that means Piran's going to be the secondary back. Piran's going to be the one that's catching passes. Piran's going to be the one that's in the game if they are trailing or in a two-minute drill, which is very lucrative for fantasy running backs. And they've also kind of came out and said that Javante Williams is not going to get like a full workload right away. So guess who that benefits? Samaj P. Ryan. If you're in a situation in a season-long league, maybe you drafted somebody like an Alvin Kamara or a Brees Hall, um, I think you can turn to Samaj P. Ryan this week as a starter and not be disappointed. The other, if you're desperate guy for this week, is going to be Rashad White of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Look, when it comes to running backs, volume, volume, volume. Volume is king. And Rashad White appears to be in line for a massive amount of volume with no Leonard Fournette on the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. They did not bring in a veteran running back. I just don't see a whole lot of competition for carries. I see Rashad White having a, you know, massive workload this season, and it starts this week against the Minnesota Vikings. Now, let's go ahead and transition over to the sell list at the running back position. So the first running back that I am selling in the 2023 season is Najee Harris. So Najee Harris is a guy that I don't mind season long, like honestly, but he just was not very efficient last season. He only averaged more than four yards a carry in five games last season. That's just straight up not good. And he's going up against a run defense in San Francisco that is really, really good. And, you know, if you're thinking, well, wait a minute, it's Najee Harris. The passing game work is always there. Yeah, but he averaged less of a target share with Kenny Pickett as the starting quarterback than he did with Mitch Trubisky and with Ben Roethlisberger as the starting quarterback. So you're looking at a guy who is not very efficient with his touches, is receiving less work in the pass game, and is up against one of the best defenses in all of football. Yeah, hard pass on Najee Harris this week. He makes my sell list in week one. The other guy on my sell list in week one is going to be Brees Hall. And look, I love Brees Hall. I think he is supremely talented. He had a really good year last year on not a whole lot of touches. But the Jets brought in Dalvin Cook, and they brought him in for a reason. Like, clearly, they're not ready to just kind of give the full workload over to Brees Hall for whatever reason, whether it's the injury, whether it's experience, whether it's Aaron Rodgers' comfortability with him, whether it's his ability as a receiver. I don't know what it is, but clearly they felt the need to bring in Dalvin Cook, and they've pretty much outwardly said that they are going to be cautious at the start of the season with Brees Hall. That is not good for fantasy owners for Brees Hall. So Brees Hall is the second running back that is on my sell list for this week. Lastly, I do think there are three backfields, three, that I am avoiding, if at all possible, here in week one, just because I don't know how they're going to play out. I don't know who's going to be getting the carries. I don't know who's going to be getting the red zone work, the passing down work. I don't know any of that really in in week one in a pinch. So I am avoiding, if at all possible, the Philly, Indianapolis, and Seattle backfields here in week one. And I am willing to kind of just, you know, say so long to those three backfields for week one. I will catch back up with you in week two when I have a better vibe on how you guys are going to use your running backs. But this week, I'm just kind of not in on any of those three teams, Philly, Indy, and Seattle. Now, does that mean that I'm not going to play any of them in DFS? 
I don't know because I do think there's some guys that have upside in DFS formats, particularly like a Kenneth Gainwell where you can get him really cheap. And if he ends up being the primary back, he could have a huge day. You know, same goes for like a Deion Jackson of Indianapolis. But this week, I'm avoiding those situations in season-long leagues if at all possible. Now, if you are wondering... Where can I get more analysis like this? There are a few places that you can go. First off, you can follow me on Twitter. Well, I guess X now. Thanks, Elon Musk. At Mike's Money Picks on X. Um, I will be, you know, open to tweeting out advice. You know, if you have any questions, feel free to, you know, shout me out, DM, whatever. I'll, I'll answer it there on Twitter. Um, I also do... Um, I'm a member of the Fantasy Corner Discord. I'm, I'm one of the people who kind of, you know, helps facilitate that. I'm not the founder. There's a lot of smart people in there who play a lot of DFS. We'll t- gladly talk up any slate, college football, NFL, whatever, but it's going down in the Fantasy Corner Discord. Link is in the uh, description on YouTube. And also, I do write full articles for every NFL slate, but I do not write for free. So, if you want to read my full-length articles where I talk, you know, DFS, ownership, you know, best plays, best situations to target, best stacks, stuff like that, head on over to the Patreon, patreon.com slash Mike's Money Picks. I do it for every golf, college football, and NFL slate. Lastly, if you are thinking of trying any new DFS player prop or sportsbook site this weekend, maybe you want to try player props on underdog or prize picks or somewhere like that. Head on over to my site at SignUpExpert, signupexpert.com slash Mike's Picks. You will automatically get the best promo codes and offers for every sportsbook that is available for your region, and it syncs to your region, and it'll just give you the best codes for new users. It's super easy, and if you click my links, it'll show me a lot of support as well, so I do appreciate that. All right, let's take a quick breather, and then let's talk about the pass catchers and defenses before we roll on out of here. So the wide receiver position might be the most difficult one to predict in all fantasy football, particularly in week one, because we don't really know how the target shares and, you know, the snap shares and who's going to line up where and who's going to be covered by who and who's vulnerable to attack here and there. We just don't know all that in week one. And so it's very difficult to project. But there are a few things that we can fall back on, like knowing the depth charts, like knowing kind of the likely outcomes of the games of the weekend. So the first guy that I do want to talk about for the buy list at the wide receiver position is CD. Lamb of the Dallas Cowboys. So C.D. Lamb is playing the New York Giants, who he absolutely torched last season. He had more than 20 fantasy points in both games against the Giants last year, one of which was with Cooper Rush, one of which was with Dak Prescott. So it was not necessarily quarterback dependent. In fact, he did really well in these games, like independent of quarterback play and really independent of like touchdowns or any other fluky outcomes. He had six catches in both games. He had at least 90 yards in both games against the Giants, and he only scored one combined touchdown in those two games. So C.D. Lamb, big days against the Giants last year, opportunity for another big day here in this one, especially if he's able to find the end zone like he did not do against them last year. I'm also buying this week both. Mike Evans, and Chris Godwin of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. So this one's an interesting case of kind of like what I said with Rashad White, volume, 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 and the situation they're in, right? Like these guys, they play for a team that is sure to be trailing in this game. They are sure to be throwing the ball quite a lot, and they're really the only two pass catchers that 
are going to be getting a lot of targets for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. There's not a solid third wide receiver. There's not a great tight end. Maybe there's some dump off to Rashad White in there, but these are really the main two wide receivers they're going to be thrown to. And they're also going up against a bad pass defense. Like they check a lot of boxes this week. Do Chris Godwin's and Mike or Chris Godwin and Mike Evans. And so I'm absolutely willing to start them in season long fantasy. I'm absolutely willing to give them a roll of the dice in daily fantasy as well. Next up on the buy list is going to be Cortland Sutton of the Denver Broncos. So this is kind of a two-parter because first, I really am anticipating that Jerry Judy is going to miss this game. And I think that makes a huge factor in the Denver Broncos receiving core because Cortland Sutton, pretty much to this point in his career, has not been a very productive player when Jerry Judy was active. Last year, when Jerry Judy was inactive, he had over double-digit, well, I shouldn't say over double-digit, but he scored double-digit fantasy points in each game that Jerry Judy missed last season, and he didn't score a touchdown in any of them. So you're looking at like a guy who could be in for some touchdown regression and was still scoring in double digits when Jerry Judy was not out there. Now, also think that with this Denver Broncos receiving court, they're kind of running out of bodies. Like Jerry Judy, very questionable for this game. Tim Patrick is on IR. Um, you know, they cut a few other guys out of training camp. And really, Cortland Sutton and Marvin Mims are like the only two guys left that I would trust at all in, you know, as NFL pass catchers. And Marvin Mims is the minimum price on DraftKings for week one salaries. And I definitely think he's worth a roll of the dice in DFS formats where he is that minimum salary. And I definitely think if you're in a pinch in you know season-long fantasy, if you're desperate, I definitely think you can give him a start. He was a big-time, big-play receiver at Oklahoma. It might only take two catches for this guy to you know pay off his expectation. So that was a very good spot to kind of transition on over to the if you're desperate section for the wide receivers. There's another team that I think you can target if you're desperate, and that's the Arizona Cardinals, and I think you can target Marquise Brown. Um, if you watched any of my preseason coverage, you know how I feel about Marquise Brown. I think he is in line for a massive target share this year. I think this team is going to be very bad at football, and so he's going to be trailing in a lot of games where he's going to get the ball thrown to him quite a lot. He was a top 10 fantasy wide receiver when um, DeAndre Hopkins was suspended last season, so I definitely think he can return to that form. And I think that Washington's a pretty tough team to run on, so this team's going to have to do it by throwing. Marquise Brown's going to be out there. He's going to be getting the ball thrown his way. Michael Wilson is also another Cardinals receiver that I'm kind of willing to invest in, especially in DFS formats where he is the minimum price. You know, he's a rookie out of Stanford, and it just seems like he's going to be out on the field. And at this point, like a guy who's out on the field, going to be running routes, going to be, you know, throwing plenty of passes in that offense, there's definitely worse options, especially for a minimum price than Michael Wilson of the Cardinals. All right, now, oh, sorry, I forgot one more. There's another team that I'm willing to go with if you are desperate. Now, this is one where I'm only interested if Cooper Cup does end up missing this game. I anticipate he will, but Van Jefferson and Puka Nakua, 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 Puka Nakua and Van Jefferson are the two guys that I would be interested in targeting. Uh, Van Jefferson is a guy who generally catches deep targets, and so all it would take is one deep target for a touchdown against the Seattle defense, and boom, Van Jefferson's paid off You know what you expected of him. Puka Nakua is a minimum price in DFS, and he's another guy that I think – he could be in line for the Cooper Cup role. That's kind of the profile that he has coming out of BYU, kind of this bigger slot who's a good route runner. Um, 
you know, kind of like Cooper Cup was coming out of Eastern Washington. And I think that if he ends up getting that, like he could end up killing it. And I, I think he's going to be a pretty good NFL player. And the minimum price in DFS formats, he's definitely worth a roll of the dice. If you have to turn to him in season long fantasy, though, uh, I'm going to be asking how, how many teams are in your league because that's quite a lot if you have to turn to him. Also, one thing I did mention when it came to the quarterback position was that the Tennessee Titans are very susceptible to the deep ball. Well, there's two guys in New Orleans to catch deep balls, and that's Chris Olave and Rashid Shahid. If he ends up playing, those two guys I would be slightly interested in um, in DFS formats, and I think Chris Olave is like a lineup lock in season-long fantasy. Now, for the sell list for the wide receivers, the first receiver that I am selling is going to be Drake London of the Atlanta Falcons for a multitude of reasons. First off, we know that the Falcons are not a team that likes to throw the ball. They do not go out of their way to throw the ball, and they've got a brand-new running back in B.J. John Robinson. I think they're going to be looking to run the football quite a bit for the entire season. Now, against Carolina specifically, Drake London didn't exactly, like, light it up against them last year. He only totaled 67 yards in those two games, um, averaged 10 fantasy points per game in those two games. But Carolina, their pass defense is like night and day when J.C. Horn is active and playing and shadowing a team's number one wide receiver. I expect Drake London to get the J.C. Horn treatment. So you're looking at a guy who's getting low volume going up, gets a very tough matchup at the cornerback position. I'm just out on Drake London this week. Now, really... It's hard to sell a whole lot of other wide receivers because we don't really know a lot of what's going to happen, right? And so I'm kind of more in line of there's like entire teams who I'm going to just sell their entire wide receiver room this week as opposed to trying to find individual wide receivers that I do or don't like. So the first one is the Houston Texans. I have no idea who's going to end up playing all the snaps. I'm pretty confident Nico Collins is going to be their wide receiver one, but he's got a small sample size in his two-year NFL career, hasn't shown a whole lot, hasn't played a whole lot of games. And after that, I just don't know who's going to be on the field. Is it going to be Robert Woods because he's a great blocker? Is it going to be John Mechie, Noah Brown, Tank Dell? I don't know. So I'm probably avoiding that situation here in week one, unless you're playing one of these guys shoot super cheap in DFS and trying to get some value. I'm also out on the Baltimore Ravens receiving core. So... I just don't know who's going to be the guy. Is it going to be Rashad Bateman? It's going to be Zay Flowers. Going to be Odell Beckham Jr. I don't know, but I don't think this week is going to give us much of a determination. I anticipate this game to be a blowout, and I expect Baltimore to be able to run the ball at will on the Houston defense. The last one that I am selling is the New York Giants. Very similar to Houston. I just don't know who's going to be on the field. I just don't. It seems like in preseason, it's been Darius Slayton and Paris Campbell. But if you had asked me that like two months ago, I would have thought it was going to be Isaiah Hodgins and Jalen Hyatt. So I don't really know what to make of it. I am out on the Giants receivers this week for week one. Let me get a little bit of a read on what they're doing before I play them in any kind of fantasy format. All right, now let's go ahead and switch on over to the tight end position. So the first tight end that is making the buy list this week is going to be TJ Hawkinson. So I think TJ Hawkinson has a really good matchup. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers really struggled against the tight end position last year. And TJ Hawkinson was deceptively good in a Minnesota Vikings uniform. He was tight end three um, after he got traded to the Minnesota Vikings midseason. So I really like the fact that you're getting a guy who is proven to be really good on the team that he's on and has a solid matchup carrying over from last year in the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. 
The next tight end I am buying is going to be Tyler Higby of the Los Angeles Rams. So I just think that, you know, kind of like the whole Van Jefferson and Puka Nakua thing, if Cooper Cup is out, that opens up a lot of targets to other guys. And Tyler Higby could be a guy that fills in that role. Definitely willing to roll the dice on Tyler Higby in all formats this week. And I think this game has sneaky shootout potential with the Rams and the Seahawks. So if this game does get going up and down, I think it's very likely that Tyler Higby could find himself in the end zone before the day is over with. Last two that I'm going to be buying is going to be the Denver Broncos tight ends, Greg Dulcich and Adam Troutman. So Greg Dulcich is a guy that, you know, was the Broncos pretty much primary tight end over the second half of last season. And he lined up in the slot quite a bit in that span. So in a situation where the Broncos are really short on wide receivers, why would they not turn to Greg Dulcich to kind of play some slot and pick up some extra work and some extra targets? I think it's a definite possibility. But the reason why I got to mention Adam Troutman is because when you look at their depth chart and you look at how that they are being used in the preseason, Adam Troutman is the starting tight end in Denver. So I think it's very possible that Adam Troutman ends up playing more snaps than Greg Dulcich, and he might just have the same amount of upside as Greg Dulcich, even though he's going to be lining up in line with his hand in the dirt. For whatever reason, Sean Payton really likes Adam Troutman. Fun fact, Adam Troutman, the only active University of Dayton flyer that is in the NFL. They're not just a basketball school. Now, lastly, at the tight end position, if you are desperate, I think you can roll the dice on Logan Thomas of the Washington Commanders. Reason why? The Arizona Cardinals have been historically bad at defending tight ends. Each of the last two seasons, they have been the worst team in the league at defending the tight end position. So if you really need somebody this week, maybe you got somebody that's hurt, maybe you know you got a guy in a matchup you don't like, you can roll the dice on Logan Thomas this week because of that matchup just being so juicy against the Arizona Cardinals. Now, let's go ahead and talk about the tight ends that I am selling for this week. So the first tight end that is making his way on the sell list for 2023 is George Kittle. And the reason being, not that I don't think George Kittle is going to be good as a fantasy tight end this season. I just think the expectations got to be tempered a little bit. Last year, George Kittle really did his best work when Debo Samuel was out um, from the period of week 15 through week 17. He really did a lot of his damage then. He averaged 22 fantasy points per game in that span. Man, which going against his season average of 13 fantasy points is a big outlier. And look, the 49ers are all healthy. They got back Debo. They got back Ayuk. I just don't see George Kittle getting all the workload that he needs to get to have a big day as a tight end in the San Francisco 49ers offense in 2023. Look, it's really hard to find other tight ends to sell. So I got to be honest, the only other situation that I'm like actively avoiding at the tight end position is Arizona with Zach Ertz and Trey McBride. We don't know the availability of Zach Ertz, but if he's active, I am not touching either of these guys because A, I don't know if Ertz is 100%. B, I don't know how much he's going to play over McBride. And I don't think you can play McBride because I don't know if he's going to play over Ertz. So I just think the entire thing is a mess and I'm good with avoiding it week one, seeing how it plays out and then going to week two. Very quickly, from a defensive perspective this week, if you're looking to stream a defense or if you're looking to play a defense in DFS, I have two for my buy list this week. The first one is the Washington Commanders. Look, they're going up against the Arizona Cardinals. The Cardinals are going to be really, really bad this year. Like, look, the Cardinals cut Colt McCoy because Colt McCoy would win you four games out of nine right? Like if Kyler Murray sits out the first nine games, Colt McCoy is going to have you at four and five or five and four. That's just what Colt McCoy does. 
So they got rid of Colt McCoy. So that way, instead of going four and five, they can go 0 and nine in these first nine games. They want to be bad at football this year because they want Caleb Williams. And look, I get it. So let's take advantage of that in fantasy. Let's play the defense that's going up against them, who also is quite a good defense in their own right. So Washington Commanders, definitely one of my favorite defenses in DFS this week. If I'm streaming a defense in season-long fantasy football, it's probably going to be those same commanders. Now, another defense that I think is sneaky good this week is the Cincinnati Bengals going up against the Cleveland Browns. Look, I'm willing to roll the dice on this one. I think in DFS, they're going to be pretty lowly owned, but Deshaun Watson didn't really show me a whole lot last year. And so the Browns defense, or I'm sorry, the Bengals defense, when they played the Browns last season, scored eight fantasy points. I think they can definitely do that again, going up against Deshaun and having a lot of time to prepare for him. So I think that's another one that I'm willing to roll the dice on this week. The one defense that I'm going to sell this week, and this might come as a kind of surprising one, I got to find them here on DraftKings, is going to be the Jacksonville Jaguars. Yes, they are going up against the Colts. Do I expect the Colts to have some gangbusters offense this year? No, no, I do not. But let's think for a second about how the Colts play. The Colts have a mobile quarterback now, a very mobile quarterback in Anthony Richardson. So they are going to be running the football. They're going to be using the QB as a runner. They're going to be taking time off the clock. They're going to be playing at a slow tempo. They're not going to be in a rush to occupy their offense. And they're going to have a very low passing volume. Also, because Anthony Richardson is so mobile, he was very difficult to sack last year at Florida. It's a very good possibility that he could be difficult to sack here in the NFL. And so you're looking at a situation where, yeah, the Jaguars might get you four to six points against the Colts, but I don't see a whole lot of opportunity for them to rack up big points because they're not going to be seeing a huge passing volume. They're not going to be getting sacks. They're probably not going to be getting a whole lot of interceptions or fumbles. So I just don't think there's a whole lot of upside with the Jaguars this week going up against Anthony Richardson and the Indianapolis Colts. All right, that does it for the buy or sell episode for week one. If you like what you saw, please hit the subscribe button. You'll be notified when new episodes drop and you will be able to get those notifications for weekly golf, college football, and NFL content coming your way here on Mike's Money Picks. Remember, if you want more of me, you can find me on X at Mike's Money Picks. You can find the Fantasy Corner Discord. Link is in the description and the full-blown articles on the Patreon, patreon.com slash Mike's Money Picks. If you're trying anything new this week for week one of the NFL season, use my site as Sign Up Genius, or I'm sorry, Sign Up Expert. Sign up genius is totally different. Signupexpert.com slash Mike's Picks. You'll get all the best offers and promo codes for every sportsbook, DFS, player prop site that is available in your area. And, it, you know, it's pretty much just getting free money because you're going to get the best offers and promo codes. So take advantage of that um, if you're trying anything new for the NFL here in this 2023 season. All right, that is a wrap on buy or sell. Best of luck to everybody in your season-long DFS and player props this week. Hopefully I was able to give you guys some good information that is going to help you win. Thank you guys for watching or listening, and I will see you next time.